Okay. Okay, folks, let's begin. Uh, this is the uh, opening. We're doing the Sunday for um, 32nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. So let's begin with the opening prayer. All right. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray with me and for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Christe elision, Christe elision, Christe elision. Kiri elision, kiri elision, kiri elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you have taken away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and the glory of God the Father. Amen, 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 amen. Okay, so um, for the readings, we're going to, it's going to be Malachi, which will be the first one. And Malachi is basically the last prophet of the Old Testament. And basically what Malachi is going to be talking about is God is talking about how the um, the Israelites don't take their relationship with God seriously, that the, uh, the priests in Malachi's time are showing partiality, favoritism, uh, favoritism to those who have money and those who don't have money. Basically, this is one of the reasons why the danger... Um, <clears throat> Uh, what got them exiled. They're doing this, they're coming back and they're doing the same thing again when they got back from Babylon. They're doing the same thing again. They're falling into that sinful behavior. And the worst idol is the idol of pride and the idol of religious abuses. That's the worst idol because it's wrong. You shouldn't be doing this. Of course, Paul talks about how they were uh, in his letter that when they were among the Thessalonians, he's going to talk about again being servants, being humble, being being always humble and aware of sin, and not showing partiality. Which unfortunately was exactly what they're going to go back to. Then in the gospel, Jesus warns about hypocrisy, and this hypocrisy is not just about religious people, but it should be with people who claim to be with God. They should be aware of their pride, their hubris, their behavior, because that's the worst one. It will always sneak up. The, the partiality, the stubble standards, the sinful behavior, which is Judas fell into. Okay, 
and it took he, he it made him take his relationship with God for um, it made his relationship with Jesus. He took it for granted. He fell into money. He fell into greed. And this is what you have to stay away from. You have to fall. You have to keep your relationship with God serious. Keep your relationship with God serious, not in a double standard way. Don't take it for granted. All right, let's begin. Mal- a reading from the book of the prophet Malachi, starting from chapter 1, verse 14, and picking up from chapter 2, verse 2, 8 to 10. Verses 8 to 10. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. A reading from the book of the prophet Malachi. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you. And of your blessing, I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. I therefore have made you contemptible and base before all the people, since you do not keep my ways, but how, but show partiality in your decisions. Have we not all the one Father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenant of our fathers? One more time. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. And now, O priests, this commandment is for you. If you do not listen, if you do not lay it to heart, to give glory to my name, says the Lord of hosts, I will send a curse upon you. And of your blessing, I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way. And have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. I therefore have made you contemptible and base before all the people. Since you do not keep my ways, but show partiality in your decisions. Have we not all the one father? Has not the one God created us? Why then do we break faith with one another, violating the covenant of our fathers? The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay. Psalm 131. The response is, In you, O Lord, in you, Lord I have found my peace. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. In you, Lord, I have found my peace. O Lord, my heart is not proud. 
nor are my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. Nay, rather, I, ha I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child on its mother's lap. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. One more time. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Lord, my heart is not proud, nor my eyes haughty. I busy not myself with great things, nor with things too sublime for me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. Nay, rather, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child, like a weaned child on its mother's lap. So is my soul within me. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. O Israel, hope in the Lord, both now and forever. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. In you, O Lord, I have found my peace. This was Psalm 131. 131. There are only three verses. Verses 1, 2, and 3. Okay. First, this is a, a Paul's letter for a uh, letter uh, first Thess Thessalonians, Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter two, verse seven, and it goes from seven to nine, and then nine, uh, verse nine and thirteen. We were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well, brethren. We were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So clearly, beloved, had you become to us. You recall, brothers, our toil and drudgery working night and day in order not to burden any of you. We proclaimed to you the gospel of God. And for this reason, we, we too given thanks to God unceasingly that in receiving the word of God for, from hearing us, you received not a human word, but as it truly is, the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. Okay, so let's start over again. This is uh, 1 Thessalonians' letter, Paul's letter to 1 Thessalonians. We were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children with such affection for you. 
we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So, dearly beloved, had you become to us you who recall brothers our toil and drudgery, working night and day in order not to burden any of you, we proclaim to you the gospel of God. And for this reason, we too given thanks to God unceasingly that in receiving the word of God from hearing us, you received not a human word, but it was as it truly is the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. Alleluia, alleluia. You have but one Father in heaven and one Master, the Christ. Alleluia, alleluia. Taken from Matthew 23. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 23, verse 1 to 12. They preach, but they do not practice. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do not observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their polyacteries and lengthen their tassels, they love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the, the, salu the sal salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called Master you have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ, one more time. Matthew, Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 23, verse 1 to 12. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, the scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do not observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their polyacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi, as for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do, me, do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. 
Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, so let's start. <clears throat> the first reading, we have God speaking through Malachi. A great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations. So God wants his name feared here basically means he wants God wants to be known among the nations. Malachi is the last prophet of the Old Testament. There won't be another prophet for several hundred years before John the Baptist. And John the Baptist. So that that tells you what God here wants. And here Malachi is at the time of um, just before the Maccabees and uh, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a couple of hundred years before the Maccabees, and then suddenly Rome uh, uh, appears on the scene. The you know, it's the time of the Greeks, the time of the, you know, uh, I would say probably, possibly, just right before the fall of Babylon. I would say because you got to remember that the Jews were off. Uh, in exile and exile and they, and they remained in exile. When they got back to the Holy land, they were still in exile. They were exile in a sense, spiritually, spiritual exile is worse than uh, physical exile because spiritual exile means your relationship with God is strained. In a way, you could say they were always in spiritual exile because they have not always remained faithful. Whenever we sin, we are in spiritual exile. Whenever we we are, um, our relationship with God is strained, we are in spiritual exile. It's it's like basically you know how in a marriage. Husbands and wife, husband and wife are not talking with each other. You know, one has done something that has strained the relationship, either has committed adultery or uh, they just don't let they feel they're, they're out of love for, with each other. It's 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 a it's an exile. You're exiled from the other person's heart. You're on, you, you are in the other person's thoughts but the relationship is no longer the same anymore. Spiritual exile with God is like that because, you know, they have, they have basically broken the covenant. Israel itself has went after other gods. They went into sexual immorality. They went into uh, paganism. They fell into child sacrifice. They fell into, um, into basically um, earthly materialistic life. And so you're, you're in exile. You're not, you know, you have, you have strained the relationship. It doesn't mean that, they, that God has forgotten them. He hasn't forgotten them. But their hearts, their hearts is, is not in the right place. They have not been able to find their way back. 
you know, their religious practices are shallow. Their their religious practices are exterior. They're not, they've lost the meaning of an interior relationship. You know, you could have, you could, you could be in a marriage and you could even be, um, you know, in a, in, you know, in a passionate relationship. Well, I mean, in a sense, you could say, you could have a relationship with your wife, but if it, there's no inner meaning, like you could, you know, they say you could buy as many gifts as you can to make her happy. You could buy as many clothes as you can to make her happy. You can give her all the jewelry in the world to make her happy. Buy her the best watch, the best clothes, the best shoes, even give her a big house. But guess what? There's no... The, the relationship is shallow. The relationship, there's no substance there. There's no love there. You know, sexually, maybe you could have great sex, but guess what? It could mean empty because the love is not there. Something else is missing in the relationship. The romance is gone with God. They, they have taken his, his, their relationship with him for granted. Not good, right? Not good at all. Bad. That's why they had, that's why the temple was destroyed. That's why he, he permitted another kingdom, he, the, the Syrians and the Babylonians to come. And he destroyed and they take, took them away. All right. So therefore, I'm going to say it. What was so great about them in the Old Testament? Right. They have committed so many blasphemous things against God. You know, everybody talks about how great and holy they are. Well, that greatness and that holiness depended on their relationship with God. Okay. They weren't great and holy for the sake of themselves. The greatness and the holiness depended on their relationship with him. And even then you don't take it for granted. They had to admit their sins. They had to admit their wrong. And they've, they've always had a problem with that. You know, they, they have turned, they, they believed that because they are his people, that they had no spiritual sin. You can see here, okay, a great king am I, says the Lord of hosts, and my name will be feared among the nations, meaning revered. Uh, revered and uh, it's revered not just in fear fear is is fear means uh, what he means here respect and held with great awe he wants the nations to know him and their duty was to make his name known among nations that he is truly God now and now O priest this line this commandment is for you 
if you do not listen, if you do not lay it in it, lay it to heart, to to give glory to my name, says the Lord of Hosts, I will send a curse upon you. Because they do not hold him in reverence, they do not love him, they take him for granted. And of your blessing, okay, I will send a curse upon you. And of your blessing, I will make a curse. You have turned aside from the way. Turned aside from the way. Meaning, okay, let's go on here. And have caused many to falter by your instructions. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Because they... Their relation, their, their their action, their their hearts became shallow. Everything became empty to them. Okay, this is important. We have to understand this. It doesn't make a difference that they're just God's chosen people if they do not love Him. It doesn't make a difference about that. Their whole purpose for being picked, for being chosen to be his special people is they are a metaphor for a relationship with God. Okay, the land of Israel is a metaphor for heaven. It's a type picture of the kingdom of God, the paradise, heaven. Okay, that's the whole meaning of the land of Israel. Not because it's special. Look at it. There's so much blood on the streets. Every corner of that land has known violence and blood. Every corner of that land has seen the sword. And yes, it's the place where Jesus was born. But when he was born, when he walked the earth, it wasn't the kingdom of Israel. It was under Roman Empire rule. He was born under Roman Empire rule. He was born literally in exile. The people are a people of exile. Yes, they are Israel. And the name Israel means he who struggles with God. They have struggled with God, literally. Okay, they have struggled... In, in their in their in their reverence in their honesty in their duty to him you got to stop just looking at this through like it's like looking at your celebrity how many people have loved a celebrity a rock star a movie star an actress you hold them in such high reverence even a politician is held in high reverence by people even some religious leaders can be held in high reverence. But then one day you find out your rock star said something horrible. Your rock star committed a crime. Your your politician has been caught in a scandal, some financial and political scandal. Right? Your or your rock star has committed murder or something. Well you find out they're a drug addict, they're an alcohol addict. Suddenly they don't look so 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 great anymore. Suddenly the reverence doesn't look great anymore because you find out all right that 
you've been worshiping a false idol. It's the same thing with Israel. Israel is that is that is that lesson, that relationship. You see how evangelical Christians they hold them in such high reverence because they, 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 they're actually substituting for something else in their life that's missing. The truth is their relationship with God is not that great. I, I personally don't believe so, and I'm not going to say they're all like that. But when you invest so much in something like this, in, 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 you know, in the way they do about Israel, it usually means that there's a lacking spiritual void in them. You know, your relationship with Christ should be far more important and far more greater than just holding a people because, you know, prophecy is kind of adventurous. You know, yes, Israel returned to the land, but it's not what we think it is. All right. Yes, the Palestinians are guilty. I come from Palestinian background and I don't like the violence. I don't like the suicide bombing. I don't like the death to Israel or the chant or the hatred towards Jews or anything like that. I don't, I condemn all that stuff. But at the same time, I have to, we have to realize that sin is sin. All right. One sin is usually the cause of, of another sin, all right? Israel's occupation of the Palestinians, their inhuman mistreatment, uh, their ethnic uh, cleansing of the land is sin. The violence that they committed is sin. The Palestinians' return for that sin with sin is sin. It's, it's, it's against the law. You can't, both sides are doing the same thing to each other, okay? It doesn't matter who did it worse than who. The point is they're both doing it. They're both committing that crime. Murder is murder. Violence is violence. Hatred is hatred. It doesn't matter who's worse than the other. They're both bad. And they're both unbelievers. They both don't believe in Christ. Majority of them are mostly Muslim among the Palestinians. And, major- and all the Jews, don't. majority of them don't, well, most nationally still don't believe in him. So, both are both are both are committing sin. Let's not say which one is worse than the other. They're both bad. And and this is the problem here. They the Jews are have had real revelation given to them. God has truly spoken to them and has through the prophets. But they have not taken him seriously. They have taken him for granted. The truth is their nationality their pride of being Jewish, their um, their ethnic superiority, they believe, they believe that they are superior to the, is a pagan idol. Okay? Our political system in America is a pagan idol that needs to be shattered. It can happen with any nation, all, all, you know, Caesar is a good example of that. Okay. We have no king, but Caesar. That's a pagan idol right there. And, and then he says here that the priests have fallen into that. Okay. 
I therefore have made you contemptible and base before all the people. Okay, this next since you do not keep my ways, but how, but show partiality in your decisions. Partiality, favoritism, political favoritism, theatira. They're putting on an act on stage. All right. They show favoritism that this one who has money and political influence because it because it may it, it may reward them. Okay. Okay. The same thing our our media and our politicians uh, grab hold of something like Israel. Why? Because they want to win an election. Why do you think the media is so big on supporting Israel? Because each media supports a political party. You got the left. You got the right. You got the middle. You got the politicians. Hey, it's time for votes. Each one wants to get wants to get elected. That's why they're putting up an all an act. And guess what? Who who gets hurt? The victims of war on both on the Israeli and the Palestinian side. Okay, and that's the problem here. It's a pagan idol. Israel is a is a modern modern day Israel is a modern day secular nation there is nothing holy about it okay there's nothing holy about this nation they are still the people of god but they are now on the same level with all mankind but everybody is the people of god even the palestinian muslims are a people of god they have to come to know jesus christ it doesn't matter Stop making pagan pagan idols out of earthly people. You even got to be careful with the Pope. You got to be careful with the priest and the bishop. You got to be careful because one day they could disappoint you. This is something we all have to remember. The only one who is true is Jesus Christ. He's the one and only one that's true. So we have to remain true to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the only one. <clears throat> you see what's happening now with the Amazonian Synod, with the German bishops. You see what happened with McCarrick, right? You see what happened with the, the sexual abuse scandals, how the bishops covered it up. You see how bad, you see how things are with this Pope and his, and his, um, Jesuit ideology, he, he does play with liberalism. Everyone will disappoint you. Look at the SSPX. They even have sexual abuse scandals among them. Be careful of, of, uh, of false idols. Be careful <clears throat> of them. Okay, the only one I believe is as long as each one, as long as they they make sure they let the world know that they're sinners and they could disappoint them. It happens. Politicians will disappoint you. All right. <clears throat> Paul, here he basically in his letter to, uh, for, to the first letter to Thessalonians, um, he makes sure that he, he wants them to know not he basically saying here. Uh, we were gentle among you as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, 
but our very selves. <clears throat> Meaning, he's reminding them that as ministers, even as, as a minister, as apostle, they have to be at service to, to, the, to the people of God. The, Paul always wanted to make sure that all the ministers remain servants. They don't, they don't get treated, they don't treat, they don't let the people treat them with high regard, like as though they were gods and they were better than them. They weren't. He always, you know, Paul always wants to make sure that, um, that they, they took care, they ministered to the people. They preached to them, they healed them, they, they uh, took care of the poor. They made themselves into slaves. They want them to know we are, we are servants of Christ. Okay, and everything we preach to you. Okay, and he wanted to make sure that the word of God we gave you was, not, was the word of God, not the work of human hands. This is, a, this is another thing that's important about that. Now we get to the gospel. Uh, Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples saying, the scribes and Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things whatsoever, whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example for they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry and lay them on, on a people's shoulders but they will not lift up. In other words, hip hypocrites. Hypocrites. Again, partiality, hypocrisy. This is something, and he said that then everything they put on, because the Pharisees would put on a big act, the priests would put on a big act, but their, their preaching is empty. Their, their, their words are empty. This is something that Paul that Jesus doesn't like, you know, it, you know, just because these guys, you know, they hold themselves. Some people, they, they, they like that. They, they join the religious order for that reference, for that, for that good treatment. So, or sometimes they let it get to their head. Sometimes they really, they really let it get to their head. The point is, I think the best one is the one that really does teach good, knows how to teach. Um, at the same time, you know, as a, as a minister and as a priest does not try to be a, um, um, a burden. Okay. I mean, I think they should really, um, They have to teach. To me, the best, a, a minister, a priest, a bishop is best known that they know how to teach. They know how to teach the word of God. They don't put themselves apart from the other. They don't tell very uh, dull, stale sermons that are forgettable. The best one is the one who knows how to teach. Like that's why I like Bishop Mar Mari Emmanuel, uh, the Good Samaritan, uh, the Good Samaritan Church on YouTube. Is that he really gets into the Greek, he gets into the Hebrew, he gets into the culture, 
He knows how to teach the word of God. He doesn't make it dull. This is important. Okay, so that's that's an important thing is that we have to remember let's not let's let's not any let's not holiness, let's not fanaticism go into our head. Fanaticism is never a good thing. And arrogance and pride is not a good thing. And nationality is not a good thing. We have to remain faithful to Jesus Christ. We have to get to know him and get to know him through the gospel and get to know him well. We need Christ in our lives. We need to have the scriptures explained to us. We need to also have, a, a you know, have reverence for our even even the bad even the ones that are not so reverent or I mean that that's so great not so holy you know people are afraid people are afraid of things now I don't know why they're afraid of things now they're afraid of Marxists they're afraid of the government they're afraid of looking too uh, I guess you can say too holy or they feel that the world doesn't respect them enough it doesn't matter. The important thing is preaching the word of God and bringing faith to um, bringing faith back through God's word. We just have to get to know things better. We need to get to know who Jesus is more. We need to make him part of our life. Anyway, so let's end it here and we'll go to uh, our closing prayer. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born before, born uh, of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. And by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the Scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who and he has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. 
Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen.